Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in. It is the Tiger Woods podcast. I almost want to call it the Tiger Woods show, so I might start doing that. Cam Rogers with you. It's the Believe Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. I'm alongside Bridget Whalen, and we are your Tiger Woods experts. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast if this is your first time checking us out. We certainly appreciate that. Leave a review. Tell your friends. Spread the word. The Masters is upon us, so you might as well get the Tiger content in before he goes and defends his green jacket hit us up on social media i am on twitter at mr rogers 99 and on instagram at mr rogers 98 you can follow bridget on twitter and instagram at bridget k whalen here's the rundown of today's show sergio garcia raises the chicken trophy at the sanderson farms or maybe it's a rooster i'm not quite sure but we'll talk about that victory for sergio his first PGA Tour win since the 2017 Masters. Plus, some Tiger Woods discussion. One golf writer out there seems to think it's been a lost year for Tiger Woods. Do Bridget and I agree? We will react later in the show. And then the Shriners Hospitals for Children Open is this week in Las Vegas. We will reveal our selections for that particular tournament right here on the Tiger Woods podcast. But first, we are, of course, presented by betonline.ag. The NFL is here, college football as well. You might not be at the game this year, but you certainly can be in on the action at BetOnline. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And there is always the casino as well. It never closes, so check that out. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that is betonline.ag. Sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Bridget Whalen, welcome into the show. Interesting week here for golf. We have a pretty solid field at the Shriners, but of course, Sergio Garcia back in the winner's circle. Hey there. I apologize if you hear some dinging on my end. It's just like that. If You're you, a popular if you heard, gal. You get if you heard that all. Um, yeah, sir. I so I say it's a chicken trophy. Chicken. Okay. But- but a, a male chicken is a rooster, so. This is true. But Sanderson Farms makes chicken. So we'll, we'll call it a chicken trophy. And yeah, Sergio, back in the winner's circle for the first time since his major win, which I found that wild. I thought he had won in, in the interim, but I guess I was wrong. It just, I think you're right, but not on the PGA Tour. Oh, correct. Okay. That is correct. So okay. European Tour, yeah. Exactly. Because I was like, wait, that's bizarre. But yes, not on the PJ Tour. Okay, so I feel better now. I am not going insane. And amazingly, he had two children in the span from major win to Sunday's victory. That's, I mean, that's quite an accomplishment. I, he did enough in the, in the time off. 
birdied the final hole to finish one stroke ahead of Peter Malnati. I mean, Sergio has been hitting it really well since the PGA Tour restart. If you go back to June, his ball striking, but also his driving has been elite. His putting has just been absolutely atrocious. It's the old Adam Scott logic. I mean, Scott for years, of course, hitting it great, hitting it great. And then maybe one week he pops off because that putter really works out for him. Sergio kind of is, is in that field, if you will, of elite ball striking. But when will that putter finally work for him? Obviously, it did at the Sanderson Farm. So Garcia has now won at least one official event worldwide every year, Bridget. So here you go, since 2011. So it hasn't been like a drought of epic proportions for Sergio going back to 2017. It has been from a PJ Tour standpoint, if you want to go that route. But yeah, Sergio really, I mean, has been a model of consistency year in and year out. You talk about how difficult it is to maintain status on the PGA Tour, and we have before on this very show, Bridget. And you have a guy like Sergio who has been, you know, just so consistent at major championships, but, you know, on the PGA Tour in general as well. You want to talk about sustainability. This guy has it. Yeah, and it's super interesting how Stuart Sink won just a couple weeks ago, and now Sergio won this past Sunday. And you kind of saw the passing of the guard and you thought all these new young guns were going to come in and sort of revamp the game. And now you have two guys in their 40s winning on the PGA Tour. And yeah, it's, a, it's the wraparound events. So maybe the fields aren't as stacked as, as they tend to be in majors or bigger tour events. But these guys are still winning against the best fields in the world. And there's something to be said about that. Sergio, I think he's not a guy who really shows that frustration as a lot of other players do. I don't think that this quote-unquote winless time was frustrating for him. I think he had other things going on, and I think he had his nose to the grind. He wasn't really bothered by the tour – or not the tour, sorry, the media. No one was really like, what's going on with Sergio? He hasn't won in a while. He sort of flew under the radar this past weekend, and he sort of has flown under the radar in the past years that he hasn't won. So I think he was just working on every aspect of his game, trying to get better – Having two kids is awesome. I think he's probably in a much more sound headspace. He has a family now. It's pretty cool to see Sergio be a father. He's kind of like one of those players where I always saw him as such a competitor. I never really saw him as like a soft guy. And now he's a dad and he kind of has like a different perspective. I think in a way that Rory sort of mentioned it after having his daughter, he sort of, Sergio kind of has that air about him. Yeah, you know, I think Sergio kind of has gone through different layers of his career. We go back to Medina in 99, where he was supposed to be, you know, the epic challenger to Tiger Woods for years to come. And obviously that did not happen. And then, you know, he went through some really dark, rough patches in his PGA Tour career, particularly in the mid-2000s. And then all of a sudden, you know, he started to get his ball striking back. He was a contender a couple times at the British and the Players' Championship in the late 2000s. And then, of course, he was right there at the Players in 2013 with Tiger. And then, of course, winning the Masters in 2017. And I think eventually, you talk about headspace, Bridget, he got to this point where he was like, okay, 
nobody has this expectation on me to be the challenger to Tiger Woods. I can kind of sit back and, you know, let Spieth and Rory and Day steal the headlines and I can really focus in on my game. And here I go. And he goes ahead and wins at Augusta National in 2017. And then again, here at the Sanderson Farms Championship, that expectation, obviously, that label that he used to have isn't there anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, having PG Tour wins in three different decades, the 2000s, 2010s, and now the 2020s, that's like an insane accomplishment. The consistency is definitely there. Yeah, the major wins are underwhelming. I honestly thought he would have way more at 40. Mm. But I mean, that's such a outlandish expectation that nobody should have. Majors are so difficult. PGA Tour wins are just as difficult. I know that we put a lot of gravity behind the majors, but to win on the PGA Tour is such a feat. And to do it when you're 40 against guys who are in their, you know, early 20s, it's, I mean, that's also a feat. That's, it's, it's awesome. Good for Sergio. So this is the 26th time since 2004 that a PGA Tour winner age 40 or older gained 12 or more shots on the field T2 green. So a clinic by Sergio, 40 or older. By the way, 12 of the other 25 instances of that happening, VJ Singh. So, and he had a pretty sustainable swing on the PGA Tour and still does. So, you know, Sergio can kind of be of that ilk as we go forward. Somebody who can contend as he approaches his mid-40s. So, really a nice win to see him come back and uh, get back to that circle. It's obviously great for golf, and we'll see what he can do at Augusta National. Maybe he can win his second green jacket. Let's talk about Tiger Woods. Speaking uh, speaking of green jackets, uh, so one golf pundit out there recently wrote an opinion piece on Tiger's season to this point and I guess technically we are in a new season but I guess this calendar year this restart here's one quote from the ex- from the article this after considerable optimism has been a lost year for Woods maybe that is how he views it and is simply looking to better days in 2021 when he will be 45 now as of now Tiger Woods is scheduled to play one PGA Tour event ahead of the Masters, I don't see that changing, Bridget. Uh, so there's going to be a bit of a layoff for Woods going into Augusta National in November. Not a big one, but a little one. Uh, obviously, he won the Zozo last year after a nine-week break, tied for 15th at the Masters in 2015 after taking the previous nine weeks off. So, I mean, he's not new to this. We've talked about this before. But I guess the overarching question is, is it premature to call it a lost year? And could he salvage the season, I guess, by winning the Zozo or, dare I say it, successfully <laughs> defending the Masters? Yeah, a lot I, of hypotheticals here. Yeah, I mean, calling it a lost year, I think it's a lost year on the planet. So, <laughs> so That's a great rebuttal. Yeah, so yeah. Hats off to you. You're correct. I mean – Tiger did wait six weeks into the PGA Tour restart to play again. Understandably, he was definitely, you know, a bit leery about getting back into it, not just because of the pandemic, but I think the tour as a whole was so unknown to players who didn't know the protocol of what was going on post restart. Yeah, he really hasn't done much since the restart. His stats don't look that great, but I, 
I wouldn't call it a lost year on anyone if you're not going to call it a lost year on everyone. And it's hard to do that when Bryson DeChambeau has a major championship under his belt. Colin Morikawa has a major championship now under his belt. So I don't really think that we could call it a loss year on anyone or everyone. So you, you can't really call it a loss year on Tiger if that's the case, if that makes any sense. I think that there were expectations for Woods at Wingfoot, but then there weren't expectations for Woods at Wingfoot. So it's sort of hard. And, and the same goes for Harding Park. There were expectations, but then there weren't expectations. Now, there are a lot of expectations on him, I think, at Augusta. But I think that there's a lot of expectations on him at Augusta 20 years ago and 20 years in the future. So yeah. I, I, don't, I don't call it a loss here. I think that he was having struggles pre-layoff, pre-the pandemic. And I think that the layoff definitely benefited him in some capacity in the sense that he didn't miss more tournaments that other players were playing because there was a pandemic. So if there wasn't a pandemic and Tiger was out for the majority of the, you know, late winter, early spring sort of time of year when the pandemic first was occurring, then I think maybe you could have said, okay, you know, the masters was in April and what if Tiger didn't show up? Because that was definitely on people's radar. He pulled out of the players. Oh, yeah. They were serious worry, for sure. Absolutely. There was something going on there. We saw it on the West Coast. There, it wasn't just like a fatigue thing. There was some – there, and he has alluded to it. There was something wrong he, with his back. There was something going on. So I think that if that was the case, if the pandemic had never happened, then, yeah, maybe it, it could have turned out to be a lost year. But we have the Masters in November now. It is set up for Tiger. Like, this is all playing into his hands, in my opinion. The year isn't over yet. The, the PGA Tour season is over, sure. So the PGA Tour season was totally disjointed. So I don't even know if, if that would make sense. So I'm totally against this POV, obviously, we, if you can't tell already. I think that we should wait until we see what he does pre-Augusta, at Augusta, post-Augusta, before we sort of wrap up 2020 as a lost cause for Tiger Woods. I think it's hard to say it's a lost year, to your point, when it hasn't even been a full year, a full right. PJ Tour season, right? We missed many tournaments, uh, especially the Players' Championship, which, of course, Tiger would not have played in anyway because he dropped out of it, but I'm just saying – we missed out on a lot of potential more Tiger Woods events. I don't know how many more, but certainly a number of them. And I think we were pretty sobering with our assessment of his season to this point, Bridget. We didn't give him an A, I don't think. His numbers aren't great. His best finish since the PGA Tour restart is a 37th at the PGA Championship. He is in the 100s in strokes gained off the tee total and putting on the PGA tour. He's fourth in strokes gained approach, but for some reason his green and regulation percentage is only 156th on the PGA tour. So, I mean, the numbers are there. They don't scream successful year lost year. I think it's hard to really conceptualize. Like you said, 
in a global pandemic, the first of this millennium, by the way, the first since 1918. So I think it's a difficult conversation to have. Now, with that said, I wonder if this POV changes of this particular person, and other people have the same POV about Tiger Woods in this year. Maybe some people listening think that it should have been better, and maybe it should have. But you have the Zozo Championship. He will defend that, and he knows the course, Sherwood, very well. He's going to be playing the Masters in November, and I love how you pointed out how it sets up great for him because I think it's a really interesting point of view because it's going to be a little bit cooler, even though it's Georgia. Harder, faster conditions. He loves fast conditions. And he won't need to hit driver as often. What's that? (laughs) I said tough. Tough conditions. Definitely tough. Very tough. I can't do that. Uh, Who's the guy who does the impersonations? I can't do it like him. He's fantastic. I'm I'm blanking. Connor Moore, maybe? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Really tough. Really tough conditions. Really tough out there. Um, But yeah, so I mean, that was my best Tiger impression. (laughs) That was pretty good. Yeah, I'll work on it. Uh, But I mean, so there's still a chance. There's still a chance to come out of this calendar year with some good feelings, some really good feelings if he can win at Augusta National. But to say the term lost year, I don't think even Tiger would say that because you almost have to put it in perspective. I mean, there are people that are sick and ill out there right now with COVID-19. So to really say it's a lost year, I mean... Heck, I'm just glad we have golf, for crying out loud. I mean, credit to Jay Monahan and the PGA Tour, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, that, hands down, credit credit to everyone who has gotten the tour back on track and has kept it on track. Praise, like hands up. I think that expecting much out of Tiger is is something that none of us could do anymore. He's a day-by-day guy. He's He has said it himself that he has those days where he wakes up and it, it's just, quote-unquote, one of those days for him. His back still clearly impacts his ability to prep for tournaments and it impacts his day-to-day. I take it as a blessing when we see him in things like the Paynes Valley Cup. I love seeing Gregarious, smiley, big smiley tiger just having that back is is incredible and nothing is a lost year when tiger's teeing it up honestly there are going to be years down the road when he will not be teeing it up anymore and i hate to think of those days but they're going to come so any year that he plays is not a lost year in my book we're soon going to be reporting on what kind of games he's playing with his kids uh-huh. his golf career we don't well, have to think about that now. I don't even want to. All right. So, yeah. I mean, by then, I hope that Charlie is good enough that we're just rolling right into talking about there him. You go. And, and everything will be fine. And Tiger will be his coach. Tiger will be ever present on the tour for eternity. Let's just go that route. Seamless transition. You'll love to yes. see it. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's still time here for Tiger to really prove to the world, and not that he has to prove anything, but that he can, you know, win after a long layoff and maybe some up and down tournaments, mostly down, but there's still time. Zozo Championship, the Masters, I think those are the two tournaments we have left on the Tiger schedule, in my opinion, as we approach the holiday season here. So we'll see what happens. He's obviously working on his game, and he has a nice long layoff before the Zozo, so stay tuned. He will not be playing this week, obviously, at the Shriners Hospitals for Children Open, part of this Las Vegas swing here, Bridget, and I hear great things about TPC Summerlin and 
Vegas golf in general, which is something that I really would never think. You know, I think slot machines and gambling, not golf per se, but it should be an interesting tournament. So I was at this tournament last year and I fell in love with this course and I came back from that week telling everyone and everyone that I want to move to Vegas, <laughs> which if you know me is a, is a wild inclination. I do not drink. I'm not a partier. I like to uh, run and uh, I enjoy the outdoors and this course was like a mecca of outdoor scenery. It, it was spectacular. It, it was beautiful. It, it, I can't even really put into words why I loved it so much. Also, I love the Vegas air. It's so dry. So nice. Great no humidity. Air. Yeah, no humidity. I just loved this place. I really, really loved this course. I walked it a bunch. I walked the whole course. I loved I loved everything about it. And I am such a water loving person. And obviously there's no water in Vegas. And at least in, if it's man-made, I guess you have some, some water things, but there's no oceans out there, people. And I loved it. It didn't matter. I loved this course. I also, when I think of Vegas, I think of indoors, gross air, stuffy air, like stuck inside all the time. This course is not that. It is, you are out in nature and it, it's, it's a fabulous course. I loved it. I, love, I also love watching it on TV, so I'm excited for this week. There should be plenty of birdies. Par 71, yep. TPC Summerlin, 72 to 7,300 yards. Played as, as the uh, 10th easiest event last year on the PGA Tour. So shorter rough, higher altitude, by the way. So you're going to be hitting it a little bit farther. The Kevin Nas of the world will be bombing it out there. <laughs> by the way, two-time winner at this event and defending champion. Oh, I thought you were going to say, by the way, bombing it. Should we bring up Rory McIlroy while we're talking about bombing it, who uh, hit a ball speed of 190 allegedly today? Yeah, uh, the Bryson effect is here, folks. Full, full effect. I just hope kids aren't there out there just like breaking their back, <laughs> swinging so hard for crying out loud. I just, that yeah. <laughs> makes me cringe. Yeah, we're not Rory McIlroy. We certainly no. are Bryson DeChambeau, but we also are not Rory. So yeah, be, be careful out there. Don't, don't be, Phil Mickelson, this is a PSA to you, buddy. Just be careful. Yeah, Philly, uh, turn it down there. I mean, you do your coffee thing, but swinging for the fences, maybe not so much. Uh, so, yeah, Kevin Nod defending his title here. Bryson won this in 2018, a much Yay. thinner, different Bryson over Patrick Cantlay. And Cantlay won actually in 2017. So some interesting winners here the last few years. Shorter guys, longer guys, mid-range guys. really doesn't matter. I think the altitude change really does even everything out here. So it really comes down to the iron game and the putting. And Bridget, you like a player who is quite good with his irons this week. I do. I would just like to say something about Patrick Cantley real quick before I give my pick. I was watching him last year and he is a brilliant iron player. So this course suits up so well for him. He is not my pick, but for all you listening, he is definitely someone to watch on this course, having been a winner, of course, but he is also just this course I think was built for Patrick Cantlay. He just does really well here. I'm not going with him this week and maybe I'm going to eat my words after I just said that about Patrick Cantlay, but I'm going to go with Colin Morikawa. 
he was doing really well here last year going into Sunday. And I think he just didn't have the nerves built up for PJ tour events. And he kind of crumbled on Sunday, but I think if he played a good Sunday last year, he probably could have taken the, the title. So I don't know. I'm going with him this year. He's won a major. He he's won events. Now he has the feels. He has those sort of Sunday championship nerves that you need. I sound really cheesy, but it's a thing and he has them now. So I'm going to go with Colin. Yeah. I certainly don't have the feels as they pertain to picking PJ tour events right now, by the way, <laughs> checking at the leaderboard, a quick update for all you guys. Bridget at $648,000. I'm at 12,000 oh, rounded <laughs> up to 13,000. So, I mean, I'm just sucking. Like I'm not even going to just frame it any other way. Sam Burns missed cut last week. Denny McCarthy, T41 the week before and the last two before that. Why are you doing this to yourself? MCMC. <laughs> hey, I need to be transparent with the people to let them know whomever I pick, take it with a grain of salt because that's where I'm at at this point. I mean, you had a 2 million plus lead on me. So like, don't true. go all like, oh, woe is me. You, you're still ahead in the scheme of things. Please, by the way, nobody pity me because you know, <laughs> I talk myself up plenty of times in terms of my predictions. But for this week, I've been struggling because I want to pick one of the elite guys, but there's been a little bit of a layoff, so I don't know if the rust is going to be a factor or what have you. Anyway, I originally wrote down Hideki Matsuyama, Bridget, and honestly, I'm so desperate for somebody just to make a cut and cash a paycheck. I'm just going to stick with Hideki. I don't think he necessarily has the win equity. So I guess I'm kind of cheating. I'm not picking him to win. I'm picking him to make the cut and give me some money. But I still think he could win. He's one of the elite ball strikers on the PGA Tour. And if he can just figure it out with his putter, God, I think he could win just so many PGA Tour events. And maybe he continues that Sergio trend. Sergio crushed it tee to green last week. And finally, the putter worked. Maybe it happens for Hideki this week. So I will go with him. I feel like you always have to go with your first pick. Otherwise, when you're watching the tournament <laughs> yeah. and that first pick starts climbing up to the leaderboard, you're like, gosh, darn it. <laughs> Why did I change my mind? Well, I also always, feel like, you know, in, that. I feel like I'm foreshadowing success with my predictions, by the way. <laughs> Denny McCarthy, two weeks ago, T41 last week, T6. You know, True. so I'm like a week early here. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> US Open, Bridget, give me this one, by the way. Tommy Fleetwood, Miss Cut. What happens oh. last week, Tommy? You know, Scottish Open inside the top two. <laughs> oh, we got to talk about this because I was tuned into the Scottish Open. I love, I love coffee golf. He missed three three-foot – I'm saying it. He missed three three-footers. He should have won that tournament. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on. Something is up. He, also, Robert Rock is really attractive. Just going to put that non-sequitur <laughs> in there. But Tommy Fleetwood, dude should have won. Like, that was that was painful. When you see someone missing shorties like that, I know Sergio was closing his eyes. Tommy, maybe you got to close your eyes. I, Sergio won. Now I'm all I'm, – I'm back in the close the eyes thing. I'm, I'm all for closing I'm your eyes. I'm on that. Yeah. Tommy, close your eyes. That's my advice. I should not be giving advice to Tommy Fleetwood. I'm giving it to Tommy Fleetwood. Close your eyes. Yeah, he put on a ball striking clinic last week, no doubt about it. So we'll see if uh, he can take Bridget's advice. And maybe I was angry. You got to capitalize on that. Yeah. I cannot hit a ball to save my life. He could hit a ball to save his life. He can't put a three-footer in the cup to save his life. Even I could do that. Not saying a lot. Saying a lot. That's all.
I love you, Tommy Fleetwood. I'm just trying to help. Hitting the ball like him, I envy that so much. I feel like it'd just be the most fun thing in the world to hit oh, it so flush. So fun. Like a superpower to go flag yeah. hunting. Like just to say that I get goosebumps because obviously I can't do that. Like I twirl my club when I hit a green in regulation within like 50 feet. Like I twirl that. And sometimes I'll walk after it and leave my bag behind because <laughs> I'm that kind of guy. I'm a tool like that, apparently. So I'll walk after it. Sergio, his approach into the 72nd oh. hole. Wow. Up oh, there's my house phone, everybody. Just, uh, you know. The pollsters are calling. <laughs> Going off and south. Election day is coming. Oh. Oh, oh, we got, all right. Well, that's, that, that seems like uh, it's a good ending for. Yeah, that's a great way to end. How about that? <laughs> we'll go out with a ring instead of a bang. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to the Tiger Woods podcast. Bridget and I will be back with you next week. Have a great rest of your week. Take care. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.